Previously recorded in both Murfreesboro and Chattanooga, Tennessee, this is NFLs, a production by Next Season Sports Media. Hello everybody and welcome to NFLs. It's a plastic basket used to collect dirty laundry. My name is Jacob Wilkinson. My name is Drew Wade and I'm so excited to talk about the Philadelphia Phillies playing in the World Series today on this baseball podcast. Yeah, this is a baseball podcast and um man, the Phillies are looking pretty good. Uh you you hype is this game Oh, one? I'm freaking hype as as crap, dude. As <laughs> to all put it lightly. Out. As all get out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, starts this Friday. The Phillies going down to Houston to take on the cheating Astros. I'm psyched. This is the first time the, e- the, oh, the Eagles slipping into old habits there. First time the Phillies are in the playoffs since 2011, and they're going right to the World Series. So, I'm yeah, I'm psyched. Pretty awesome stuff. Yeah, good time to be a Philly sports fan for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. This month has been a little rough for me with football. I got to be honest. I've been traveling a lot. This last weekend, I was just like tired from all the traveling i've been having to do i also came to see you and celebrated halloween um drove back a little late so you know i haven't been too in in tone with football and uh, just looking at the score it's quite obvious that's the case i've now fallen behind yeah i think five on the show (laughs) um (laughs) shut up (laughs) it's a bummer though a couple of rough negative um weeks in a row but uh but now you're back you're ready to be locked in tonight i'll bounce back oh yeah i didn't know we had big sean on the show today (laughs) insane um but yeah uh fantasy has also not been going good for me i guess if i can pivot (laughs) uh uh, yeah unfortunately my team in the way dynasty subway which rolled out an exciting new menu this year has just not really been (laughs) Pulling in the, the customers, I thought. Uh, mm, yeah. Now sitting at, at three and four, three losses in a row. Um, I will say the IR is eating them alive out there, but I'm going to be a bit more attentive on the uh, the lineup this week in that regard. Yeah. Um, yeah, this feels like a good week to not play a drop before we talk about fantasy. So <laughs> uh, with, with the <laughs> things that are going on in, in that world. But... Um, yeah, I did pretty well in fantasy this week. Five and one. Uh, the one loss I had was in the league that I don't care about. So really, it's just five wins, if you want to say it like that. There um, you go. I am bouncing back in Jodo League. I'm up to three and four in there now. If you look at the power rankings that they have on the app, you're at first and I'm second. So that's pretty sick. There you um, go. I'm second place in Wade Dynasty. Caught a dub in all my money leagues. It's looking pretty good. Yeah. Uh, that's exciting. I went three and two last week, so I I caught a dub in our money league. Um, only lost in the league that I'm completely toast in that I don't know anybody in, and um, our uh, and the way dynasty. But I will say I'm doing tremendous in Jota League, as you referenced. Three wins in a row over there. I think I'm six and one now, uh, five and one. So pretty good, and um. Last season in the Way Dynasty, I opened up feeling tremendous, and then dipped, climbed up barely into a fifth berth in the playoffs, and then almost won the damn thing. So you know, I think 
I'm not too worried about it. Um, yeah. Long happens. season. Long season. Yeah. It'll be good. But, um, Zach Efron, thankfully, hasn't said anything wild recently, so you yeah. want to hit it? How did your bet go last week? <laughs> <laughs> I cursed America's favorite covering QB, uh, Marcus Mariota, because I was like, you know what? Let's just hitch ourselves to that wagon. He covers every week. The Atlanta Falcons did not cover six and a half points against the Cincinnati Bengals. In fact, they lost 35 to 17. Um, not great. You, on the other hand, you want to talk about yours? Yeah, so I chose Carolina to cover a 10 and a half point spread versus Tampa Bay. Um, Pretty close. And- uh, yeah, they did, and beyond, winning that game 21-3, to so pretty exciting stuff. Um, yeah, I certainly did not expect that to happen, obviously, because I didn't pick Carolina to win that game, but um, that's a but that's, that's a dub. That's what you were saying, like, in between the lines. You were yeah. really telling everybody, bet Carolina money line. Yeah. That's where I, the money was. They lost by less than 11 points. In fact, they won by... <laughs> they covered a minus 17 and a half spread. So. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty exciting stuff. Um, Just what you th- expect when you trot out Phil Walker, as he would like to this <coughs> now, and uh, right after trading away your superstar running back. Yeah, that trade is crazy. Um, what, what, what do you think about that? I'm happy for Christian McCaffrey because the Panthers were never going to win anything. Um, the the Niners didn't look too hot in their first game with him. Um, but, you know, that's variance in the season. I think he's going to be really good for that running attack. And I'm excited to see what he's going to do over there, especially as somebody that has him in multiple fantasy leagues. Yeah, for sure. Um, have you heard the other trade that's in the wind at the moment? There's a few that you could be talking about. Yeah, this, the Broncos seem like they might be selling house here at some yeah. point soon. Um, what I heard is they'll definitely be sellers if they lose this weekend against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, rough stuff. Um, Bradley Chubb is a name I've heard. Jerry Judy is one of the most popular ones. Yeah, Jerry Judy, I think, is for sure on the chopping block. It it is not good out here, but, um, you know, that's fine. Uh, Broncos are terrible. Whatever. I'm going to pick a bet now. I'm going back to Old Reliable, the thing that has gotten us so far this season. Well, I think it it actually doesn't hit that often when I pick it, but I don't care. Um, I'm going to take an under. uh, Hey. I'm looking at this uh, NFC West matchup, which, you know, in, in years past would be an easy candidate for an over. But um, at 41 and a half, which is a tempting line, I'll say, I don't think that the Rams and Saint, I mean, and 49ers actually have the juice. The, both these teams have been really low scorers all season, um, shockingly so, considering the uh, normal. Well, I wouldn't say that the 49ers have ever been like crazy high scorers, but. They they do certainly have a lot more control over the game than they than they have had most of this season um, in years past. So I think both of these teams, um, no matter who wins, which will probably be the 49ers due to the curse that we've talked about so many times on the show. Um, I I'm sure it'll be in a similar fashion to it was to when they won earlier this season, which was like 17 to 10 or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I love that. 
There you go. Um, LA coming off a bye. Hopefully they can get that offense rolling this week, but I wouldn't uh, bet on it to coin <laughs> to coin a phrase. <laughs> and um, yeah, I like that. My bet this week is I'm going to be taking the Chicago Bears plus nine and a half against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, the Chicago Bears went up into Foxborough on Monday night this last week as eight and a half point underdogs against the Patriots. They ended up winning. What was it? It was like 33 to 14. Yeah. Um, and now it's they're like, getting, I, I feel like this line is pretty wonky considering that result. I, I know that Dallas has a stellar defense, um, but I, I feel like we're starting to see Justin Fields open up a little bit. I feel like we're starting, hopefully this game was a sign of things to come. They're, mm-hmm. They were playing to Justin Fields strengths a lot in this bears offense. So, um, I think it would be great to see him and the Bears do well, and I'd love them to cover eight and a half, or nine and a half, sorry, against Dallas this weekend. Sounds good. Yeah, I like that bet a lot. Um, yeah, the Bears have been interesting. Uh, it's it's weird that they keep getting these primetime games, but, um, you know, they are really starting to come into form a little bit, and I think that yeah. they might start getting some eyes pretty soon here because of how oddly in their favor the scheduling has been recently i i like this bet a lot um let's do a score update and get into it so yeah like i said i'm down by five drew sits at 61 46 and one i said a 56 51 and one the coin 53 54 and one just shy of 500 if yeah coin had the best week out of all three of us this past week so that's something Crazy stuff. The coin would be at 500 if those darn Texans had just won that game week one instead of tying, shaking, shaking the coin's head for him. But um, nice. Yeah, the coin last week was nine and five. I was six and eight. You were eight and six. Tough, tough out there. This is the, like the second or third time that's happened this season. I think it's been it's been crazy. Um, let's get started. So according to the sheet, I'm going first. In prime time on Thursday night, we have. A game that, at the beginning of the season, would be pretty exciting, but it's slowly creeping into normal Thursday night territory. We yeah. have the we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Baltimore Ravens. Both these teams really just kind of chronically out of it this year. The Buccaneers, as we just alluded to, were absolutely shellacked, um, surprisingly, by the Panthers this weekend. The Ravens have been on a little bit of a roller coaster, but were able to beat the Browns um, just as all three of our esteemed hosts uh, so, uh, predicted last week. So um, that's good. I mean, I don't know. The Ravens, I don't think, are in full panic mode yet. The, the Buccaneers really aren't either. But, like, both these teams, just like so many other teams in the league, are, like, having a lot of really messy games and not really showing any sort of consistency or um, dominance on, like, both sides of the ball at the same time, uh, which I think is a problem that a lot of teams – are having at the moment. I am going to lean towards the Ravens on this one, even though Tampa Bay is hosting. I just have been really unconvinced with the Buccaneers for the last few weeks. And I, I, um, I, I'm not going to say that like the stuff that we've been hearing about Brady means that much, but it is curious to me that like he apparently isn't really showing up that often. We know him to be going through a divorce potentially. Um, all this stuff is going on in the background. Now the team isn't really producing that well. Like, I don't know. I don't know how in it TB is at this point um, for TB. And 
Uh, it's it's a little bit of a question mark. The Ravens, even though they've looked kind of messy, I think are still an extremely hungry team, and all of their losses have been like absolute heartbreakers. They haven't really been destroyed yet, like we've seen the Buccaneers been a couple of times. So right now, I just kind of feel a lot more energy in the uh, Baltimore program, so I'm going to go with the Ravens here. Yeah, I'm going with the Ravens as well. I think, weirdly, this could end up being a high-scoring game because hopefully... Um, Rashad Bateman will be back for the Ravens. Hopefully we'll see Mark Andrews play, but he's been injured and trending towards maybe he won't play. But either way, I think both of these offenses kind of get out of a funk this weekend. But um, I think the Ravens will be able to put up more just because of all the injuries the Bucks have in their secondary. So mm-hmm. Ravens as well. Coin starting off with the Buccaneers. Um, so normally this is where I'd be going, but uh... Broncos country, let's ride. Yeah, let's ride. Huh? So the Broncos just lost to the Jets. Uh, even at our lowest moments, has not been a low moment. So we <laughs> looking bad, as we talked about earlier on. Uh, early candidates for cleaning house. So here's the deal. Um, Reagan asked me the other day how I felt about a potential Jerry Judy trade. Um, it sucks, obviously, but I, I, th- I still contend that I think Patton is one of the only people in this program that is doing his job well. Maybe that can't really be argued anymore since this like Russ thing hasn't really worked out, but he had a tremendous year of wheeling and dealing last year, which is kind of why we had so many resources to work with this off season, even if we didn't spend them that well. So like, I don't know. Like if we actually do go into cleaning up mode, like I kind of trust Patton enough to like do his job. And I I don't know that I, I like, I might even feel a little optimistic about that, honestly. Um, And I am expecting that to continue to be talked about because I really don't see us beating Jacksonville in their second home of uh, the European Jacksonville. Uh, Even though they weren't (laughs) able to clinch it out versus the Giants this last weekend, the Jags have still been a pretty good team this year. They've been really scrappy. Um, They're coming off of a couple losses in a row. And so I know that they're going to be like, really looking to remind people that they're like actually part of this conversation right now. Actually, I think they've lost three in a row and it was to like the Texans and Colts, which you hate. And then the giants, which are another like kind of breakout young team. Yeah. So like, I, I, I feel like they really, really want to like prove themselves to still be in this conversation right now. And the Broncos on the other hand have like absolutely no steam. Russ didn't even play this weekend. And yeah, all these trades are in the air. Our defense, I think, still arguably is top five, and that speaks to how, like, negative 10, like, our offense is right now because it's, it's just a train wreck out there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Jacksonville. I, I think it's probably going to be a low-scoring game, but I, I think that they're going to get back into form against us, unfortunately. You know what? I'm going to do it again. I'm going to pick the Broncos. <laughs> Old Cornball himself was allegedly, according to his own words, stretching on the plane, doing high knees in the in the aisle while everybody else was asleep. Um, he's he's fired up. He's ready to get back on the field. We're gonna see a good Russ game finally this week. I hope so. And 
maybe quench these trade talks a little bit. I don't know. It might be good to trade it anyway, unless they look super duper good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. The Jags offense hasn't been particularly inspiring these last couple of weeks. They haven't been bad. They haven't been, you know, beating the the Chargers 38 to 10 good, though, like we saw earlier in the season. And this Broncos defense you just talked about, they're top five, top three defensive yeah. unit in the league. So just they're just looking at Russ in that offense. Can you please just score like 20 points? That's yeah. all we need. Just score 20. And I think they're going to do that this week against the Jags in Jacksonville. So I'm going to go with the Broncos here. Um, yeah, there we go. And uh, the go. coin is also going with the Broncos. So you're you're on an island picking against the Broncos. How do you feel? Uh, I was right last time, so you were right last time. <laughs> you had the you had the coin with you last time. I must. That's say. true. Let's get it. Um, up next, we've got the Miami Dolphins taking on the Detroit Lions. Man, the Lions just keep figuring out ways to lose. They. Had a chance to go up in the fourth quarter against the Dallas Cowboys last week. And then Jamal Williams lost first fumble of his career at the most inopportune time. And they ended up dropping that game. I believe they're one in five now. Yeah. One in five. Yeah. it's No. Should. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. They're, they have one win is the big deal. Is the big takeaway here. Um, things not going according to plan. The Dolphins on the other side. One in five. Squeak. It's one in five, yeah. The Dolphins on the other side squeaked out a win against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday night. Football on two is first game back to action. They looked really good on their first drive and then just were not able to finish any drives after that. Um, but they're going against the Lions defense this week. I think that is going to be a, a great boost for the Dolphins offense. And unfortunately, I think we're going to see the Lions drop to one and six. Yeah, um, one, I, I, I think I agree. One thing I want to highlight, uh, which at the beginning of the season we were talking about a lot, it's kind of fallen out of the conversation a little bit for the Lions, but um, I guess speaking to them finding a way to lose all these games, this team is still top 10 in scoring at the moment. Uh, they're still averaging crazy. almost 25 points a game, which is, yeah, crazy. They're outscoring the Chargers. They're outscoring... Minnesota, they're outscoring the Jets, Jacksonville, the Giants, uh, just looking at some like teams that we know to be doing well. Oh, hey, look, who's at number 32? All right, we don't need to talk about that. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, the Lions have yeah, been producing a lot, but their defense, almost the, the, sort of an inverse story of the Broncos, really, like for as like, like much of an identity and like, prowess their offense has been able to find this season their defense is just allowing like every team a a really good showing so yeah i think like the dolphins were able to keep it slow and controlled last week and like get to a back into the game comfortably and i think that like you said versus the lions defense this should be another good step back into uh this role for him so all right, and the coin is also going with the Dolphins here. So first cool, cool. unanimous vote on the week. All right, next up we have an absolute banger from the NFC South. The uh, Falcons are hosting the Panthers. Both of these teams <laughs> kind of <laughs> coming off of some weird weeks. The Falcons um, failed to cover the spread for the first time, as you said, uh, but and dropped below 500 pretty 
astoundingly, um, which was sort of surprising given the uh, the up and down win loss, <laughs> always kind of close nature that they've had not only this season but really last season also, um, sort of become an identity for this team a little bit. Uh, the Panthers, on the other hand, really popped off against the. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. We talked about it earlier on the Buccaneers, like we talked about at the top of the show. Very strange game. Um, they w- weren't even starting any of their like normal quarterbacks, right? Nope. Well, yep. Phil Walker. Yeah. There. Crazy stuff. So, um, <laughs> really exciting to see uh, if he's going to be able to repeat his success. Uh, I've heard that maybe Baker Mayfield's going to be back in it this week. So I saw I saw their coach said I haven't checked to see what the source was, but I saw that their coach said that Walker is going to be playing regardless of who else is healthy at quarterback. So hmm. well, there we'll you see. go. Modern Warfare Two did just come out, so maybe he knows something we don't about <laughs> Baker. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to trust the Falcons to have a signature bounce back week here. Even though the Panthers just kind of shocked the Buccaneers, this is not really a team that I expect to be capable of winning back to back. Um, and, uh, with McCaffrey out also, I think that like that will hurt them the most in uh, well, I mean, they just played against the Buccaneers, so maybe not. I was going to say. that I would expect them to hurt them the most in the divisional games where they probably lean on that a little bit heavier, but um, I don't know. The Panthers are a little bit of a wild card right now, but I think I I am just going to kind of blindly lean Falcons on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Falcons as well. I think they're just going to continue running the ball over and over and over again, um, regardless if they're winning or losing. Um, I forgot that these two teams were playing. I would have... Went and checked that over under for my bet for this week. Let's go take a look. 41 and a half. No way. That's under for sure. <laughs> like, there's no shot. This is, this is getting to 41 and a half. Um, this is going to be 17, 6, 17, 9, something like that. Um, so that's a freebie for, for you fine listeners out there. But yeah. Uh, Phil Walker, it was a great game uh, in that last game against the Buccaneers. But um, I don't expect to see continued success there. And uh, like I said, the Falcons are just going to eat up a ton of clock running the ball every single down. So, yeah. Falcons, Falcons, and coin is going with the, the, Pan- the Panthers. The Panthers. <laughs> the Panthers. Up next, we have got the Arizona Cardinals going on the road to take on the Minnesota Vikings. Um, <laughs> love it out there in Minnesota. I hear it's lovely. Um, this game, the Vikings coming off a bye, the Cardinals coming off a really high-scoring win against the Saints last week on Thursday Night Football. Um, I like. I think I trust the Vikings' offense more, though. But I think this is going to be a more compelling game than it would have been had the Cardinals still been missing DeAndre Hopkins. Him coming back just immediately brought so much juice to their offense, um, which is good for the short term. Not very good when you consider the fact that he's like 30 years old and won't be there forever. (laughs) Um, So they're going to need to figure out something else. But I'm going with the Vikings here coming off the bye, playing at home, playing at noon on a Sunday. Perfect Kirk Cousins situation here. I'm going Vikings. Yeah, um, I love the Vikings. I think there's a secret. We haven't really 
been able to focus on that much these last few weeks, mostly because they've been playing some quiet games and then went to a, a bye this last week, as you said. But um, Vikings have like very comfortably arrived here at, um, in week eight at five and one, um, and still don't really have that much conversation around them, which I find pretty interesting. I was flying a bunch last week and when your boys on a plane your boys watching good morning football and they did not mention my vikings once i was pretty shocked except for like during a conversation about where odell might end up and they just mentioned every exciting packed offense so like cool but yeah i think the vikings have been a really exciting team to watch this year they have a lot of really exciting weapons on this offense and Kirk Cousins has been using it beautifully. Um, yeah, they've been maybe wisely staying out of the conversation, playing these early morning games. I think that, like you said, this is perfect territory for this team. I do not see the Cardinals taking a dub here. So let's go Vikings. The coin does see the Cardinals taking this one and uh, is leaning that way. Bummer, bummer, bummer. Hate to hear it. Hate to see it. Um, speaking of teams we hate to see, here's the Dallas Cowboys. Um, they're going to be hosting the Chicago Bears in a game that you referenced earlier when you chose the Bears to cover the spread. Um, I agree. The Bears will certainly keep this game within 10 points. The likelihood of them keeping it with a, a keeping it competitive, um, I don't know. I like, like you said, they have looked pretty good and have been playing towards Justin Fields. A little bit better as of late, which is why I think that they have a chance of keeping this game competitive. But I think, like, no matter how good or bad the Cowboys show up, we know their defense to be good at stifling teams. And we've seen the Bears play, like, so many, like, three to seven point games before. I just think yep. that there's a really good chance that the Bears do absolutely nothing here. The Cowboys' defense is a major factor in this matchup to me. So, yeah, I'm going to go Dallas. All right, we finally got a disagreement here. Not only do I like the Bears to cover the spread, I like them to win this game in Dallas. I think, like I said earlier, if they just keep playing to Justin Fields' um, strengths on that offense, I think we can see them put up a good amount of points week in and week out. Um, Dak did not look superb in his return for the Cowboys. He will be one week further into his return, though, so he will likely be at least a little sharper. But... um, I don't know. I like this Bears team to uh, come out and surprise the world for a second straight week. So I'm going Bears to win it straight up. I like it. Picking a 10-point upset. That's bold. I'm into it. That's right, baby. And the coin, unfortunately, is going with the Cowboys here. That's pretty pretty lame. But up next, we have got the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the New Orleans Saints. It was pain. It was pain everywhere. Our boy... He's getting benched. He's probably healthy, and they're still starting Andy Dalton this week. For reasons unbeknownst to man, um, Andy Dalton of the three interceptions against the Cardinals last week, two of which <laughs> uh, were returned for touchdowns. Um, that One of those led to one of the greatest video angles I've ever seen in a football replay. Did you see this? It was like Andy Dalton walking away dejected after he threw that pick. Oh, yeah, I did see that. (laughs) You see the guy doing a somersault (laughs) into the end zone. (laughs) Incredible. I loved it. Um, Great meme, Tabla. So so Andy Dalton didn't play that terribly. He actually, at least one of those interceptions wasn't really his fault. But I still think their ceiling is much higher with Jameis. I don't know what they're doing here. Uh, Meanwhile, 
The Raiders, on the other hand, had a get-right game against uh, a bit of a feisty Houston team that kept it close. But um, Saints' defense hasn't been performing up to their standard, and I think the Raiders' offense is heating up. So I'm going with the Raiders here. Yeah, um, I think I'm also going to go with the Raiders here. I think 2-4 and four is a little bit of a deceptive record for mm-hmm. this team. Um, they opened up their schedule with some of their toughest games. Uh, I mean, it's a tough division, so it's just going to be like that for them always, honestly. Yeah. But um, we, we've we seen this team capable of like some insane like near 40 bombs on offense. We've also seen them stifle out some defenses and play some pretty close low-scoring games. I mean, some offenses. So even yeah. though they haven't really been able to make it work against any of the, like, amazing well not amazing but any of the like pretty solid opponents that they've played so far this year like the chiefs or the cards or the titans um whenever they have played a team not worth writing home about like the texans or the broncos it's been no problem for them so i i think that that will probably be the case here against the 2022 andy dalton led new orleans saints so darn i was hoping you'd Choose against your bitter rivals here. Nah. Um, but no, the coin making this unanimous Raiders decision. Let's go Raiders Nation. Am I right, fellas? Up next, oh, yeah. I'm stealing the show because you know what time it is, fellas. It's time to... Burn, 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 burn up. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles coming off their bye are hosting their in-state. Used to kind of be rivals, not really rivals anymore. Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Steelers, talked about it earlier, lost... 10 to 16 against the Dolphins. Um, couldn't put up more than 10 against a depleted Dolphins defense. Kenny Pickett definitely kind of looks like a rookie. Um, not very good vibes there in Steelers country. The Eagles, however, are the vibiest team in football. Going to be playing with some juice. Their, their fellow Philly sports team right across the parking lot there is going to be playing in the World Series this weekend. It's going vibes are immaculate in yeah. Philadelphia for right now. And they're going to beat the tar off the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, for sure. Especially coming off of a bye too. Uh, yeah, this is yeah, <laughs> like nearly like as close to a homecoming game as I think you can get in professional <laughs> football, honestly. So yeah, I'm going to go with the Eagles here as well. Go birds. Go birds. Let's see about the coin here. He is going, what a freaking loser going with the Steelers. <laughs> This coin was paid by Shady. What a loser. <laughs> Next up, we have the uh, New York Jets hosting the New England Patriots in a divisional matchup that has somehow become up in the air. The, the one divisional matchup I didn't think would ever be up in the air. <laughs> Here it is. Um, the Patriots have been a little hot and cold ever since um, Zappy took over. Now going one and one with him, um, producing a lot and producing quite quite nothing this last week. So um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they show up against the Jets, who have been feeling hot, hot, hot ever since um, certified dog owner Zach Wilson returned to the team. And I got to say, the Jets are looking pretty spicy. Both of these New York teams um, are looking pretty good and. If you can actually credit them to the state of New York, that is probably the best state for football now, I'd say, pretty pretty handedly. So California, you burnt. Uh, Texas, 
get a third, get a second team for Dallas if you want to keep trying. Um, but <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Jets here. Believe it or not, um, probably foolishly because it, it is true that during Belichick's tenure with this team, they have been nigh unbeatable versus the Jets, but. The state of these teams have never looked like this during Bill Belichick's tenure, so um, who knows? Yeah, that's going to make another disagreement for the week. Um, I, I talked about Bill Belichick against young quarterbacks last week when I was so sure they'd beat the the Justin Fields-led Bears. I had egg on my face a little bit after that. Lost some money on that game. No big deal. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I don't think there's... I don't I don't know, man. The Jets just lost Brees Hall, who was really looking great, really ascending as a young running back. And um their defense has their defense in their running game is really what has made them more special this year. I think they're definitely gonna see a dip in that running game now. So this will be another low scoring game if I had to bet, but I'm still going with the Patriots here. Um continue that trend of beating the Jets. The coin is also going with the Pats. All right. All right. Um, next, we have got an AFC South clash with the now uh, division-leading Tennessee Titans taking on the Houston Texans in Houston. Got to say, Titans did a pretty good job turning it around up to this point. Starting out 0-2, now sitting at 4-2, well in control of the division with a win- two wins over the Colts already. And um, they're just doing what they do best. They're just giving that ball to Derrick Henry and letting him win the game for them. Uh, I think they'll probably do the same against the Texans here, and I think they're going to... That that pass rush really started to heat up against the Colts last week, and I think that's going to be bad news for Davis Mills in this game. I'm going with the Titans. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, Tennessee has really kind of started finding a little bit of an identity here. Um, I, I will say they have not been playing the most impressive teams in the league, and they aren't yeah. running the best division, um, but here versus the Texans, I have no fear. I, I am really curious to see how they look versus another high-level team because really the last time we saw them play one was that really rough Week 2 matchup versus the Bills, so I, I'm going to be curious. But yeah, here versus Davis Mills and the Texans, I think they should have no problem going with the Titans as well. Nice. The coin is going with the Texans here. All right. Wow. Really... Really turned things around after we built that narrative over a couple of years of picking the Titans. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. All right, next up, let's uh, talk about the Seattle Seahawks hosting the New York Giants. Um, the Seahawks have been a little bit of a whatever team this year. They've played a lot of very funny games, I'd say, but um, ultimately have sort of... <clears throat> Well, actually, I don't know. I mean, they beat the Chargers this last week, so I think they're at, like, what, three and four now. So they are finding ways to maintain relevance. They've gotten some interesting wins on the board. I think um, they might be four and three. I think they're in oh, really? They might be in first place in their division. Let's see. Yeah, they're four and three. Sole, sole <laughs> holders of first place in the NFC West. Just All as right, that's crazy stuff. we drew it up. Yeah. All right, well, egg on my face, I suppose. So, yeah, the Seahawks... Um, having a pretty funny season. I mean, I'm I'm still gonna stick to that. Uh, lots of really weird games, but they find themselves now at four and three. Um, most recently beating the Chargers, which I will say is a pretty good win. 
the Giants, um, fortunately, are not winning their division because the Eagles remain undefeated while the Giants wow. sit at, at six and one. But um, yeah, the NFC East is quickly becoming a, a, a really strong division with, um, I think, like. 17 wins between its top three teams right now in week eight, which is pretty crazy stuff. Um, so even though the Seahawks have been managing to keep it pretty competitive against a lot of teams, I'm really just starting to not doubt the Giants <laughs> going into any game, really. They've yeah. like they've come back in a lot of very impressive situations, and they are taking like good wins. Their last three wins are against teams that I really doubted them against, like, each time, so I, I'm not really ready to doubt them anymore. Um, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about the Giants right now. I'm going to take them to beat the Seahawks here. Yeah, I keep wanting to say I don't really believe in this team. I don't really believe in this team. They just they just keep winning and winning, the Giants do. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're going against one of the worst defenses in the league. I think we're going to see Daniel Jones have another good game. He's coming off of one of his best as a Giants starter. Um, over 100 yards rushing last week. I think him and Saquon both have a good game here. Unfortunately, I'm going to be going with the Giants as well because I'd really love some breathing room for the Eagles because literally like any other division except for the NFC North because the Vikings are doing well. Any other division, (laughs) it would be like a comfortable division lead at this point. Right. 6-0. But no, not this one where the whole freaking squad decided to level up. Uh, Coin is also going with the Giants. Up next, let's talk about <laughs> what could have been a revenge game. Um, Washington <laughs> Commanders taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Neither starting quarterback is playing this game. Neither <laughs> Carson Wentz nor Matt Ryan. So, um, who cares? I'm going to go with... <laughs> I don't even really know. I didn't really think about this game up until right at this second. Colts' second-year quarterback, Sam Ellinger. Going to be making his NFL debut in this one, or NFL starting debut. Well, I guess I'm going to go with the Commanders to win two in a row, huh? Um, Taylor Heineke pulled a win out of his butt against the Packers last week, and as bad as the Packers have been, I still think the Colts are not as good as them. So I'm going going with the Commies here. Uh, all right. You know what? I, I'm feeling all the disagreements this episode. I'm gonna, Let's I'm gonna it. keep it going. I'm gonna take the Colts here. Um, I really have almost no reason left to trust in this team, but I will say I think that um, Matt Ryan. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to very delicately say Matt Ryan exiting at this stage might be a very good thing for this team um and they, for matt ryan's long-term health <laughs> i yes for sure they have i i still have to believe a, a wealth of fundamentals like somewhere in this team like they just have so many good players on this roster and the um commies have not very have not really impressed me um on the ground defensively and with Taylor, like, returning this last week, and the Colts hopefully playing a very, like, basic, let's just give him the ball every play because we have a first-game quarterback-style playbook this game. I I don't know. I think that this could end up going to Indianapolis. And also, this is just kind of the type of game that they would win to make it look like they could still do something this season. So 
Yeah, yeah I mean, there's still only one game back in their division, so who knows? Um, Coin <coughs> is feeling like he's my comrade going with the Commanders here. Nice. Love it. Next up, we have a game, uh, which I talked about earlier on during Bet On It, a super exciting NFC West classic between the Rams and the 49ers. Both these teams, as we just alluded to, failing to beat the 4-3 and three Seahawks for the division. That's, that's how it's going right now. Um, lots of mess. The Rams have officially fumbled the bag in the Odell situation. I just don't understand what happens there um but foolishness i think um and the 49ers are hot and cold but i, I don't know maybe looking up with um garoppolo showing some signs of starting prowess and also christian mccaffrey joining the team which as you said earlier should really help their run attack um I've been burnt so many times on this show for thinking the Rams will break this curse. I'm I'm over it. I'm just going to take the 49ers and hand it over to you. Yeah, I'm going to go with the 49ers as well. Um, I think we're going to see Christian McCaffrey's first signature 49ers game, and the Rams just continue their descent into mediocrity after coming off a Super Bowl win. Um, so that's discouraging. But you never know. Still a long season. Still time for them to turn it around but I will be taking the 49ers this week. Also, with Aaron Donald dealing with leaving Donda Sports this week, you have to think his head's just not going to be in it. He's got a lot on his mind. (laughs) Uh, What can he he do? Uh, The coin is sticking with the defending champs in this one, going with the Rams. All right, into primetime Sunday night football, a game that looked really good at the beginning of the season for a primetime game. I'm sure that's why I got it, but now it looks like... Might be a bit of a funeral. The Buffalo Bills are hosting the Green Bay Packers. Ooh, Packers, man. Um, yeah. Blew a lead to Taylor Heineke and the Commies last week. Makes it three losses in a row, perhaps, I think. Could be. Uh, they've lost to Taylor Heineke. They've lost to Daniel Jones. They've lost to... Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, yes. That was the third in the stretch I was looking for. Thank you. Um, Now they get to play a guy that's a little better than them in Josh Allen, who also just happens to be coming off a bye. I mean, I think it's like a a 10.5-point spread. Yeah, I'm going with the Bills. Uh, No surprise here. But it would just be the most, like, I don't know, Rodgers thing ever to just win this game. But I'm not going to count on that to happen. Yeah, I'm sure in his head he thinks that like this is gonna be a very Aaron Rodgers focused week after he like redirects the narrative, but I just don't expect that to happen. Um, and neither do the fans. There is like an intense amount of bad vibes in the Packers fan base right now, which I just am not used to feeling um, at all. They. Yeah. booing Rodgers at home, which was insane. Um, they have seen them <laughs> fight for their lives to be a very like unimpressive Tampa Bay and New, New England into losing to yeah three pretty um, unimpressive quarterbacks. At the beginning of the season, Rodgers threw his first pick in the division. It's just been messy, messy, messy all over the place. And like... With the Vikings doing so well at five and one, like yeah, the Packers 
already have found themselves with a pretty huge mountain to climb to try and take back this division. And I don't think that they're going to be able to do it. And yeah, this game further cement that because the Bills, even though they've had a couple signature like bad games, are still looking hot, hot, hot out here. And uh, <laughs> future <laughs> caster Josh Allen, I don't know if you've seen those ads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's that's, that's he's looking good. pretty good right now. So. All right, coin is going with the Packers here, going with the upset for a rod. All right, let's finish it off. I forgot that I would do it. Uh, next, up we have, <laughs> next up, we have another divisional matchup. The uh, Cleveland Browns hosting the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday night. Um, oh, mm. boy. Both these teams have just been so much fun to talk about this year. The Browns, I mean, there's really nothing to say about them that hasn't already been said. It, it's week eight, so the clock is ticking down, unfortunately. Um, we're get, We're getting... Ever closer to the to the bad times, the but return. the return. But in the meantime, um, Browns have been handing out exciting games for all the teams who need them. They've been very generous in that regard. Um, they now sit at, I think, like two and five or something like that. Maybe three and four. Um, but you know, still possess a run game that I think like. Could continue to take games left uh, against unsuspecting defenses, and like I said a few weeks ago, once Deshaun Watson joins this team, they actually are unfortunately going to be a, a real threat to deal with in this league. But um, on the other side of the ball, the Bengals at three and three are, I think, four and three, four and three. Right, sorry, at four and three are desperate to prove that they are even better than that. Um, yeah, they. I think that I saw the Joe Burrow clutched like a player of the week this last week, which is pretty exciting. They trounced the Falcons in the game we talked about earlier, uh, where the Falcons were not able to cover the spread for the first time. Burrow had almost 500 yards and three TDs on the day, um, 34 completions, crazy stuff. So, also two rushing TDs on top of that. So, I think that this team is finally starting to come into its form that we saw them in at the end of last year and I don't really think that the Browns are going to be able to slow them down this week. I think that like Cleveland kind of presents a little bit of like a stat check for the Bengals right now like in their return to form and um, as long as Cincinnati plays this game respectfully and like smart defense I think that they should should have no trouble taking care of the of the Browns here because uh, Joe Burrow I think is elite and he seems to think he's elite and I think he wants everybody else to think so too. So yeah. Um, Joe Burrow was incredible. Like you talked about last week, he was, there was a point in which it looked like he might pass the single game record for passing yards. That didn't end up happening, but he was incredible. And this team historically under Zach Taylor has just been a team that will frustratingly run the ball so much despite the wealth of riches in the past game. And um, we saw that kind of flip last week and a little the week before where they're just passing all the time, even when they're up by a lot. And that's really good for this team, I think. That's really good for all their offensive pieces to take the next step. And I think the Browns defense has no chance against that. Um, so I'm going with the Bengals as well. 
What's that coin say? That wacky old coin. He's going with the Bengals as well. All right. Well, that does it for us on this on this uh, blessed episode of NFL. Thank you, everybody, for joining us um, here in week eight, which is crazy. Next week is hump week, as they call it. Um, the, it's they, they do call it that. <laughs> Many are saying this. Many are saying that next week is hump week. Um, but, yeah, it's crazy. The season is almost halfway over. The Broncos haven't won three games yet. It's it's really <laughs> exciting. Um, thank you all for listening to NFLs. If you have enjoyed your time here, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell an arch nemesis, tell a villain, healthcare professional, tell a healthcare professional, tell an NHS member, um, and um, tell tell. Tell a monarchist in your life to listen to NFLs um, because, you know, we're hoping to cross the pond for the game this week. So uh, <laughs> do you have anything my, you want? My knees on the plane on the way there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> do you have anything you want to add? Yeah, um, there's been a lull in the other podcasts in, NF, or in uh, Super Fantasy Brothers and in Good NBA Podcasts. But never fear that lull will be... Uh, lulled itself here soon uh, so just be on the lookout for that and i'm um, excited to uh talk more football with you next week hopefully i'll be winning by nine games when that comes around yeah we'll see i guess that'd be a nightmare holy well thank you all for listening my name is jacob wilkinson my name is drew wade and as always i've got the coin with me oh yeah <laughs> <laughs>